Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from the Student Commons here at VCU for the second edition of AWOD Goes Back to School. And joining me right now, very special guest, VCU Men's Soccer Head Coach Dave Gifford. What's going on? Not a lot. I'm good to see you. How you been? I'm doing good. What are you up to these months now? Well, we're just training and trying to get better and uh, get ready for the fall. I'd love to hear that. So for the second time in your 14-year career, you were named 2023 8-10 Coach of the Year. We were. Sometimes when your players are good and win games, they uh, give silly awards to coaches. So oh, we'll no, take come it. on. You're a humble guy. We'll I, I remember I was covering games when I was at school, and, and you were a coach there. I mean, what is it like to see some of your players now for the kickers, right, like Carlton Belmar? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's uh, we've had quite a few guys, almost uh, close to 60 now, that have moved on to the professional ranks from, uh, from our program in the 14 years here. And so it's nice to follow those guys as they enter into that phase of their career. And then nice now with some of them are even kind of getting toward the end after nine or 10 years and getting ready to transition into real work. So the next season begins, is that August? It is, it is. So so we spend our time, a lot of the fall sports, you know, we're uh, we're come back, we're training, and, and we're getting the work in to grow the individuals, to grow the teams, you know, during this time, during January, February, March, April, in the dog days, right? Yeah. The dog days are the time that you uh, maybe isn't as much fun or as glamorous for the players, but it's where we make a lot of improvements and a lot of gains. That's what I was wondering. Is it more strength and conditioning, or is it more tactics? No, it's more technique, tactics, development developing the the group and so uh you know unfortunately we uh, we won the regular season but lost in the finals and yep. and for the second time in in three years we're probably the first team out of the ncaa tournament uh we bring back almost the whole group we lose one who's in preseason right now with new york city fc um and we'll add a couple and and you know the the group itself is really doing a great job of growing on the field and and now's the time that we have to uh to teach and for the guys to learn and, and hopefully come back with uh, just a very, very quality group for the fall. Joined by VCU men's soccer coach Dave Gifford here, broadcasting live from the student, student commons here at VCU. So what are you most excited for with the upcoming season? Just bringing everyone back, basically? Yeah, I think bringing everybody back, you know, two years ago was tough. We, we'd lost through a large, large group of COVID guys. You know, we lost all 11 of our starters and uh, came back with, with a whole new group. Um, it was a difficult beginning, and, uh, and but about a month into the season, I felt like, you know, we could see some signs that there was a contender uh, within that group, and, and we grew through that year. Um, again, last year with basically the whole team coming back, um, and now as we try to make a step from I think we finished maybe 31st or 32nd in the RPI trying to make a jump now into the upper five or ten teams that puts us in a spot to have a chance to compete to play all the way to the end so I think that's the that's the goal from everybody um, it's a good group it's deep we're very very hungry the mentality is excellent um, you know I think we'll get a, a really good crack at it in the fall if we can continue on this path and stay healthy and you know, we'll see what uh, what October, November, December kind of have in store. Coach, one of the lead stories yesterday on the show was conference realignment. UMass announcing they're going to the MAC uh, there 2025-2026, and it's happening all around the country. How is the Atlantic 10 as a soccer conference? No, I mean, it, it, it's a very difficult league, right? I mean, we're uh, we, we've typically had... 
the last several years, you know, two, three teams right in the uh, the bubble picture. One of us has always kind of been in a spot where they're in. And so we always have between three and five teams that are in the hunt for an at-large as the year goes on. Um, so the top half of the league is, is very, very strong. The bottom half, you know, I think can kind of pull away some numbers for us. And, and you see that with basketball, with the net, some of the leagues that maybe aren't as deep throughout. They can uh, pull down people's numbers as you go through, but in terms of uh, strength, every year I think six or seven programs have the ability to, uh, you know, to be in the NCAA tournament at large, and you know, one or two of us probably have the ability to win a game or win multiple games. Dave Gifford, men's soccer coach here at VCU. If someone asked you to try to describe your team's style of play, is it press? Is it defensive? Counterattack? What would you say? Yeah, it's very aggressive. This group is is more aggressive than probably any we've had without the ball. With the ball, we're always uh, very dominant in control of the game in the majority of games, but I think this edition will be uh, on the front foot in, in the majority of the games from the first whistle. How do you build off of last season's success and you know not let it get to the players' heads? Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's all relative, right? Like we we for the second time in four or five years won the regular season in our league, which is not easy to do in any league, but certainly in ours, it's very tough. Uh, but in the end, we because of the numbers, we fell a little bit short. So we we're probably, like I said, for the second time, 2021, and again last year in uh, 2023 pride the first team left out and and so you know there are some signs of of success where they're getting closer and you're growing to what we aim to be and where i think we can be but in the end our goal is to play to the last weekend and and play uh, in the college cup and have a chance to lift it and so uh, in terms of the distance from that goal you know i think that's what's keeping the guys very grounded and, and very hungry to uh to advance a bit further than we were this past yeah, fall you want a hunger in the locker room uh, you know, I, I, I want to ask you this. You know, soccer in America has come so far. I mean, from when I was a kid, I was born in 92, right? And so now you see it, it's on the main stage, NBC, you know, CBS, it's all over the place. What do you think of the growth of soccer in this country? Yeah, you know, I think that, that the game continues to, uh, you know, we're into the third or fourth generation now of, of soccer players in, in many parts of our country. Um, and so you have, you know, moms and dads that played that are in the backyard with their sons and daughters and and sometimes grandparents sometimes great-grandparents you know and and so it continues to to build from a grassroots perspective Um, I mean it's the you know it's obviously I think that in bowling maybe are the two (laughs) highest participation sports in our country Um, and so you have so many kids that have played that have become young adults that have played watch the game etc and you know that demographic 18 to 35 that everybody's chasing yeah you know I think behind the NFL we're we're number two and and the advent of television and the accessibility of the game at a really high level all around the world means that you know kids today wake up on Sunday morning Saturday morning they they turn on NBC Sports or now it's Peacock they turn on you know you can see games from England Germany Italy Spain anywhere in the world at any time you can hop on your parents phone and you can watch games anywhere in the world and I think those aspects of it really have uh allowed the game to continue to grow right and and it brings a more intelligent soccer fan and people that know more about it and you know it's uh it's exciting but obviously we still have a long way to go in our country to uh you know to to catch some of the the top countries in terms of the game but 
you know, certainly on a very, very good path and, and a lot of progress forward. And, and, you know, when I was a player, I was born in 1975, so a little bit older than you. Um, and, you know, when we grew up playing, there were three or four cities around the country where it's like, okay, you can find really good players, really good teams in those areas. Now they have good players from, from everywhere, yeah. right? And, and uh, good teams from everywhere. And, and so as that growth continues, you know, we have to keep coming up with solutions within our model uh, of the U.S. soccer pyramid to how do we continue to develop those players and help them continue to progress on and, and help us uh, – both within our professional game here, but internationally with uh, the U.S. men and women as well. Now, you made a great point about generations growing up and then teaching their kids how to play, and eventually it will get passed down to the point where it's almost everybody playing soccer and playing it at a high level. Uh, you know, you mentioned in this country, how does that affect your recruiting inside this country and, and all over the world? Well, I, I think that the the nice thing for us, you know, our roster is always 60 to 70 percent players from the state of Virginia. You know, we're, we're a state school. We should be serving the, uh, the young men here in our state. And the nice thing is, as, as the depth of the game grows, there's just more and more teams. There's more and more players. And, you know, it's a numbers game. The more numbers you have, the better chance you have of having a, a better, more coordinated, more athletic, whatever the, the qualities that player might have. If you have 5,000 kids playing, the chances are you're going to have a good player. If you have 10,000, you're probably going to have two. And so the more numbers go up, the more chances you have of uh, whether it's here in Richmond or Northern Virginia or Roanoke or the beach or wherever it might be from. You know, there are, are good players now that, that have tools and qualities that we can work with and help, uh, help them as they move along their path toward, you know, being the best player they can be. Joined by VCU men's soccer coach Dave Gifford. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. It's AWOD Goes Back to School broadcasting live from the Student Commons. So I want to reminisce a little, throw it back here on a Wednesday. 2015, my senior project, I chose to do an interview on Jose Manel Bell, VCU men's soccer. He scored from half field. He scored from half field right off the kickoff. Have you kept in touch with him? What was it like coaching Jose Manel? Sure. So a really, really interesting guy. I remember that. We were playing Rhode Island at home. Uh, Manel was a, a young man who didn't garner a ton of recognition for us, but came from a first world footballing country in Spain. Um, his father had played for FC Barcelona for 11 or 12 years yeah um right before kind of the club really made a step back into permanence under under uh you know johan cruyff and then with coleman and those guys winning the champions league so you know manel came to us as uh, as a guy who was leaving high school in like what was the fourth tier of spanish football uh came here as a nine who was a little bit slow-footed uh, struggled to create his own chances and, and was behind you know some other really excellent strikers that we had at the time and, and reinvented himself and, and changed his game and continued to develop and although he never had a ton of accolades in terms of success here his game grew and developed so much went back into the same tier he left scored I think 35 goals in half a season in the fourth tier wow. was signed by Girona um, in that window Girona then got promoted into La Liga and uh, was on the books at Girona for four years. 
um, and he still plays today. He uh, won promotion last year with Racing de Ferrol back into La Liga again. But he's kind of that tier where he's probably not going to get a lot of time playing against Real Madrid and Barcelona. So he went back down to uh, 2A in another club, and he's in year – he's getting ready to start year 10. Uh, Finishing up year 10 right now as as a pro. And so, you know, for him – Great young man, great kid, and uh, and has had a really, really strong career after three, you know, awesome years with us here and becoming fully bilingual, picking up an undergraduate and a graduate degree, and uh, headed back home to uh, to keep chasing it as a pro, and he's doing great. I love that. Great story, Coach. Absolutely. It's uh, it's one of the neat things, right? You see, it's a benefit of being old. You get a chance <laughs> to see people as they walk through their journey, whether it's, you know, becoming a uh, full-time radio personality <laughs> or uh, chasing your, your dreams as a professional athlete around the world. It's neat to be a small part and watch from afar as people uh, walk through their, their journeys. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. So the season returns in August. It does. And that's going to be everyone's first chance to see the men's soccer team. Yeah, we, I mean, we're, we're cooking in the lab right now we've got some scrimmages but uh but yeah the chance under the lights and and when the games count uh will be coming up in august and it should be a really really exciting group thank you so much coach absolutely and thanks for having me on yep you're listening to awad radio on the fan don't go anywhere i'll be right back welcome back i'm adam epstein you're listening to awad radio here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 105 one fm it's awad goes back to school broadcasting live from the student commons. I just want to thank the cheer squad for coming by, dealing with the rain, and making people happy, handing out free T-shirts. It's been a ton of fun broadcasting outside of Harris Hall at the VCU Student Commons. So this Saturday, March 2nd, VCU Women's Basketball will host its first ever Support Her game at the Stuart C. Siegel Center against George Mason. It's going to be a ton of fun. Make sure you get there early. You can buy your tickets now, VCU Athletics. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is VCU Women's Basketball Coach Beth O'Boyle. What's going on, Coach? Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me on. Uh, we are just actually heading out of Rhode Island right now, just leaving shoot-around in, in rainy uh, Rhode Island, too. So glad to be glad to be talking about the game. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And it's really cool to be part of this nationwide movement supporting women's athletics. The Support Her game aims to break VCU women's basketball attendance record for a non-education day game. I'm, I'm super excited for it. So why don't you give us your take on, you know, the nationwide movement women's athletics. And obviously, I think the poster child for this has been Caitlin Clark, but it's all over the country. Women's hoops and women's sports are on the rise. Yeah, it really has been, you know, I think sweeping across the country. You know, you look at Nebraska and 100,000 people at a volleyball game, then Caitlin Clark and, and all of the games there in Iowa, 56,000 and so many sellouts. Um, we think, we think the time is now for Richmond, um, to get behind VCU and, and really we have an incredible team with just awesome student athletes and we know it can be a great atmosphere at the stew and we're, we're going after that record on Saturday to see how many fans you know, we can get out to support our alumni day, our senior day, and then obviously a chase for that A-10, you know, tough spot. I'm looking forward to it. So give us a little behind the scenes. I mean, how did this idea come uh, come about for the Support Her game this Saturday at the Eagle Center? Yeah, you know, I just think um, we have such amazing players on our team, and 
and I really wanted them to, to feel that excitement and that vibe to walk out into the stew and, and just to be have it, you know, really just loud and, and, and just a crazy atmosphere for them. And so we, we talked about, you know, how can we make it happen? You know, what's the best game to do it? And then we have a, a group of incredible women um, that have supported our program over the years. And, you know, Rowan Amid and, and Natalie Newfield and Vicki Sneed, they have been huge supporters of our program, and they jumped on it, and they've been organizing groups and, and really working hard to, to get the word out. Um, and I'm so grateful for all of their hard work. And I think we're pretty close. We, we need a couple, couple hundred more, but I think we're right there for that attendance, rec- attendance record. And in your win a week ago against St. Joseph's, the Rams held St. Joseph's to just five second-half field goals. I mean, locking down defensively, what are the few things that you guys have been focusing on on the defensive end this season? I mean, Adam, you got to love defense, right? Um, yeah. And, uh, and we, you know, we've been, you know, all year long, it's been it's been our foundation. You know, I think we've been the, the number one ranked team in the country in, in scoring defense throughout the year and we just talked about hey we really want to get up and pressure teams we don't want them to feel comfortable we're going to show you our full court you know kind of create chaos and then we're going to really get after you in the half court um and, and give our players a ton they buy into the scouting report our coaches do a great job with it and then they just got after it um and it really changed the pace of that game um and obviously it was a huge win for us Joined by VCU women's basketball coach Beth O'Boyle, who last week recorded her 168th win in the black and gold to become the program's all-time leader. Explain to my audience, I mean, what did that mean to you, Coach? You know, I think it's um, it's obviously an incredible achievement. There's been so many great coaches that have, you know, coached in the Siegel Center and, and represented VCU. And, you know, I'm just so so lucky and so grateful for the amazing student athletes that I've worked with. Um, they just, they work so hard. They're so passionate. Um, and I've had awesome, awesome staff, you know, from my assistant coaches to my strength coaches, you know, my athletic trainer, Christy has been with me all the way through. And, and even Evan, my, my SID, I feel like I, I couldn't do it without all of them. And, and so many believing in, in what it's all about and, and really to relate with our, with our players. Um, and, just such such a great group that I've worked with over the years and, and really excited about it because I know there's been some really tough wins and some tears and, you know, some ice cream wins that we've gotten on the road that have all gone into that. Um, just overall really grateful for it. And we're all looking forward to the VCU Women's Basketball Support Her game this Saturday, March 2nd at 1 p.m. at the Siegel Center as a ton of students are walking by here. Uh, Coach, get them excited. Give them a reason to come out this Saturday to check out the Rams. Ram Ram Nation, come out with us. You're going to hear the Peppas getting after it. You're going to see all of our players just out there just playing so hard for our seniors, for our alumni. You know, for VC women's basketball, I, the time is right. Um, it will be a blast. You'll get some great shirts, some swag, all of that fun stuff, and it will be no doubt an incredible, incredible game of basketball. The support her game at the Seagull Center this Saturday at 1 p.m. This is a VCU Rams women's basketball team that is undefeated at the Seagull Center this season. It's senior day, alumni day, all part of the support her game this Saturday at the Seagull Center. And, Coach, you know what I love is 
I love how the men's basketball team has really supported the women, and it's been like this for a long time. We had Ed Nixon on my show earlier this week who uh, played on the 2011 Final Four team, and he talked about he's brought his daughter to several games this season, and I just think it's so cool how the men's are supporting the women's as well. Yeah, you know, we talk about it being VCU basketball. You know, you can you can support the men and you can support the women. And, you know, I've had great relationships with, with all of the coaches that have been a part of the program. And, you know, I just think it's such a great atmosphere um, when we can get everybody back. And, you know, Coach Odom is doing an incredible job this year. We know their players are, are, are supporting us and at our games and, and love talking to them. And, you know, we want to see both of us really just crush it as we head into March, you know, trying to play our best basketball. And, you know, one of the best ways to do that is when we can get that sixth man and that Ram Nation really, really getting behind us. Coach Beth O'Boyle with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline ahead of the Support Her game this Saturday. Uh, they also have a game tonight uh, that you can check out. So tell us a little bit about your squad, 2023-2024 women's basketball team here at VCU. Yeah, we have a great balance of, of scoring. Um, you know, Sarah's our, our top point guard. She's been um, leading us in, in points. And then we have a really great inside game. Michael Parham, one of the, the best offensive you know, rebounders in the country. And then our two sophomores, you know, Tamaya and Mary have just, um, you know, been an excellent backcourt all year long. And I tell you, it's one of the best things about being, you know, our coach is that, you know, we have a lot of depth and, and everyone just steps up. And like I said, that defense, you know, for us to get to, to the number one scoring defense in the country, they are getting after it. Um, so we, we like to play up tempo. You know, we really try to, to really make that that game and and that intensity go and it's been it's been an incredible year so we're going to break the record i know it this saturday for the support her game so then what do we do next season how do we build on this coach <laughs> you know i think that's a that's the great um piece there adam is that that's what we think if you come back i, I know that if you come to one of our games you're going to love our players you're going to love watching the way that we play basketball how connected they are on the bench on the courts the way they are with their staff, the, it's just, it's really um, an exciting time. And I think it doesn't matter you're coaching, you know, little league football, it's a baseball, it doesn't matter. You want to watch a team get after it together. Come check us out. I know you'll want to come back next year, too. Yeah, Coach. And, and we're looking forward to the conference tournament, which is going to be played right in our backyard. Yeah, you know, what's, there's nothing better than March Madness. And for us, you know, the chance to cut down the nets, you know, takes place right here in Henrico and, and their new facility that they just built. It's an awesome place to go play. We got to play there in December when, when we beat um, Delaware. Um, it's just around the corner, and we know, hey, you know, everything's on the line, um, and we're really excited that it's here in Richmond. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Go Rams. Thanks, Adam. Go Rams. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. It's AWOD Goes Back to School, broadcasting live from outside the student commons at VCU. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from the student commons here at VCU. Uh, not the not the greatest weather today. It's raining, but you got to give the cheer squad a ton of credit. They're fighting through the rain, fighting through the storms to hand out free T-shirts ahead of the VCU men's basketball game tonight against Rhode Island. You just heard from VCU women's basketball coach. They've got the support her game coming up this Saturday at the Siegel Center. And joining us right now, 
from the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hot Seat VCU volleyball coach Tim Doyle. What's going on, Coach? What's going on, Adam? Good to be back. Yeah, absolutely. So we did this last year. We had a ton of fun, but we had great weather last we year. We did. No tent. We're fighting through the rain <laughs> uh, today. So you're excited the season come back this fall, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, last season we were a preseason uh, rank five in the preseason poll and, and finished the year uh, three seed and, and made it to the semifinals, lost a close match against Loyola. Um, so a lot of success to build off uh, for fall 24 and excited to see kind of a new crop of kids come in and, and some important returners too coming back. Yeah, talk to us a little bit about the recruiting class that you're excited for. Yeah, I mean, we have a small roster this spring, so we are going to have seven, eight new athletes. Basically half the team is going to come in new. And it's a good mix. We have a couple of already experienced uh, junior college players who are super talented um, some great freshmen coming in also. A um, few more internationals. Almost half the team is going to be international. But, oh, wow. um, they, you know, they bring such a, a special texture to the team, and they come from great backgrounds and, and usually super athletic. And uh, so excited for them. And then, uh, again, our returners. You know, we have Jasmine Knight coming back. Um, she was a first-team all-conference A-10 player and, and top of the league in so many important stat categories. So she's coming back. Anya Kujunjic is coming back. She's a rising sophomore libero for us. She was second-team all-conference. So a nice blend of some junior college experience to add to the existing experience from last season. And, and freshmen who are going to come in, ready to go, uh, ready to roll. That's awesome. And, you know, we were just talking about this with, with Coach uh, of VCU Women's uh, Basketball. Like, women's sports right now are on the rise. I mean, they've been put on the map. And, and she mentioned, you know, the Nebraska game where they sold out. How cool was that? Yeah, it was It was unbelievable to see that happen. Uh, and, of course, go figure a place like Nebraska where they have the pull and the draw to do it. But to see the, the fan and, and support and kind of nationwide presence and visibility that it brought the sport of volleyball um, was really cool to see kind of as a as an output of that so um, you know volleyball is one of those sports even our, our championship um, the NCAA tournament at the end of the year they had to kind of rearrange for for media for ESPN for broadcast reasons so again to see the popularity of the sport rise the visibility um, rise in the past you know decade or so and you see that also at, at the uh, participation level for high school sports mm -hmm. um, volleyball is now the number one most played girls team sport in the country um, so it's awesome, and, and it just you know it, it gets you excited for the future as a sport on the rise. Joined by Tim Doyle, VCU volleyball coach. So I, I know we had you on last year, but for those that might have missed it, explain your story, how you ended up here at VCU. Yeah, um, you know, I started as a high school coach, actually back home in Ohio, and then uh, volunteered at uh, Ohio State on the men's side. Um, but the women's game has so much more opportunity. Um, through a mentor of mine at Ohio State, linked me up with the head coach uh, at the time at, at VCU, um, Judy Rogers, and she brought me on as an assistant, stayed for four years, um, did some good things, good enough to launch a head coaching career of my own, yeah. and went to William & Mary uh, down the road for five years. Uh, again, did well enough to give a launch pad back to come here. So good timing, <laughs> good opportunity, and a lot of fortune and luck to be back here. This is home for me. Right. I, I love VCU. I love Richmond. Uh, I love the team. And, and so many people are still here that, that are a reason to come back, both sport supervisor, administration, 
uh, fans. The whole the whole structure of VCU is um, just really fortunate to be here. Right. No, you're, you're similar to me. Second stint in Richmond here yeah. as I graduated uh, in 2015, was working in D.C., and came back last year uh, ready for round two here at VCU. And so you're excited to build off the success of last season. You're telling me lost in the semifinals to Loyola Chicago, yeah. uh, but they're losing some people. Yeah, and you know they've they're a recent entry to the A10, but they are just so athletic, and they do a great job recruiting out of the Midwest in particular, which has some uh, really tremendous athletes in general. But people who've been playing volleyball, they have an older training age in the Midwest, so they've done a great job recruiting, uh, and certainly as uh, one of the top two teams in the past two years here in the A10. They're losing a couple uh, important starters for their squad, and we feel like listen with the returners that we have, the incoming athletes that we have. This fall 24 season is a great opportunity for us to kind of leapfrog another spot. We're from three and, and to get in that top one and two we feel like is a, a good chance this year with maybe some, not necessarily a rebuild from Loyola, but uh, you know not the same continuity that they've had in, in the past two years. VCU Volleyball Coach Tim Doyle here with me. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. AWOD goes back to school broadcasting live from outside of the student commons. We've been talking about it with college athletics like the transfer portal and NIL has changed it completely. How has transfer portal changed your landscape at, at uh, women's volleyball? Uh, it's everything. I mean, it, it's become pretty omnipresent that you have to expect at the end of a season that you're going to try to build or add to your roster through portal. Um, certainly player retention, student-athlete retention has become a premium now to, to keep your talented players here. Um, that's one of the reasons we were psyched when Jasmine Knight, a uh, first-team all-conference player, decided to come back for her fifth season here. So I do think that the next uh, crop and next generation of coaches, head coaches in particular, you know, you have to be mindful of player health and player relationships and, and doing right by the student-athlete because retention is such a bit uh, such a big deal. So um, it's not going anywhere soon, you know, and, and athletes also have the right to look for something that's the best fit for them. So you have to meet them there and, and do a great job in the recruiting process about setting expectations and what life is really going to be like and being honest with them throughout the recruiting process. So when they get to your school, when they get to VCU, it's like, okay, this is what I signed up for, except it's even better than what I thought. Yeah. Um, you know, not promising too much, but also not underselling yourself, I think is important. So as long as we're doing it with integrity and being honest with, with the people around us in the recruiting process and with recruiters and whatnot, um, then I think we'll be okay. Yeah, and you mentioned Jasmine Knight. I'm fired up that she decided to come back here for her fifth season. I mean, spotlight her for a second. You know, what makes her so good and what kind of impact has she had at VCU? I mean, she's the best athlete on our team. Like, she moves laterally well. Um, you know, she can cover the net. She had a career mark 1.2 blocks per set this past season. She jumps, you know, we call her air jazz. Is a lot of the features <laughs> that we have. These spotlight silhouette images of her just towering over it. Just such a great athlete. Um, really lethal arm. She can put the ball away and... and you know, when we need her most, you know, in our quarterfinal match against Fordham had 21 kills, just hard to do for a middle. Um, and beyond that, she does, she's everything you want out of a, a superstar player. You know, she cleans up in the locker room after players. She makes sure that she's sending reminders to the team. She shuns the spotlight. You know, it's not about me. It's about the great pass and the great setter contact before me. And so it's everything that you want the humility out of one of your better players. Um, and because of that athleticism and her terminal arm, you know, she's top in points per set, hitting efficiency, blocks, like just everything. She's a, she's a game breaker for us. So, um, and again, I, I think the most important thing is she has the respect of her teammates. You know, she was voted as a team captain um, for this upcoming year. And, uh, you know, the way that we do it is 70% of our team has to vote for you to earn the team captain. So the team, Love the team believes in her. Um, so really excited for her and go out uh, with her career on a high note. 
BC volleyball coach Tim Doyle with us here. I'm wondering, you know, what did you play in high school? Because I, I would have loved to play volleyball. They didn't have it at my high school. I was always, you know, good at beach volleyball. What was your sport? Uh, I was a volleyball player, to be honest. Uh, my my older brother played, and okay. so he got me into the sport in the Midwest. Like I had mentioned before. A little bit more popular, even for on the boys' side of the game. So there's way more high schools with boys' volleyball. I didn't play club. I just played volleyball. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to tell people I uh, I went to Ohio State. Like, wow, you played at Ohio State. I said, I went to Ohio State, <laughs> right? Um, I'm not nearly good enough, not nearly tall enough. Uh, I'm just such a mid-athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just whatever. But <laughs> I love this sport. Uh, I had some great coaches that really engendered a love for it. Yeah. Um, had no idea I wanted to do it until I got to college and sampled some coaching, and I was addicted. You know, I was just like, I got got to be here. I got to be doing this. So, um, learned a ton throughout my way. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to be at a place that I love with people. I love doing what I love and a sport that I love. Like it's just, life is good. And you're from the Midwest, and that happens to be the home of VCU's biggest rival. Same with the men's hoops. It is the Dayton Flyers. Yeah, I shouldn't have mentioned that pre-talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Dayton. Uh, my family, you know, originally from Alabama, Texas, so no real roots in Ohio other than uh, move from my dad's job. So because of that reason, Dayton is home. Luckily, the Flyers aren't the hometown team for us. We were, uh, if anything, an Ohio State family because uh, my brother and I went there. Um, a Cowboys family which also is not necessarily popular here in no, Virginia. No, so no, no, we're going to have to turn this everywhere mic I go, <laughs> everywhere I go it's not it's not good vibes, but um you know it actually creates a pretty cool atmosphere though when we go back to Dayton because my family's still being there. Yeah. We visit home and the players can come to to my family my family's house. Yeah. What is the history and VCU against Dayton with volleyball? It it's they're the rival, you yeah. know, Richmond uh University of Richmond doesn't have volleyball. And so number 2 for us becomes the number 1 and and again um, being from Ohio State, I'm used to talking about hating certain teams like Michigan, that team up north. And so for us, it's uh, we put Dayton on the map. You know, one of our program goals, we've got to beat Dayton. Um, our fans expect that. Our, our fans expect a rivalry match with them and a good competitive match. So um, we circle them on the calendar and say we got to bring our best stuff that weekend. It's always, always a tight game. We love that, and, and we know Ram Nation is always tuned in to 910, the fan, the home of VCU basketball. So why don't you give us a, a little PSA here, a reason to come out and support VCU volleyball when the season starts in the yeah. fall. Uh, well, listen, I mean, we we know that VCU is, heck, the number one employer in the, in the whole city of Richmond. So VCU is Richmond, and Richmond is VCU. Um, we feel like we're the hometown team, and, and I, I promise you this, if you come out to a game, you're going to leave feeling inspired, and that's our mission as a volleyball program is to leave – any athlete or sorry any spectator any fan in the stands let them leave feeling like i just witnessed the the, the most team forward athletic just awe-inspiring uh, performance that i could have seen so uh that's the goal is to inspire and uh come out and and watch us do some damage no you inspired me there vcu is richmond richmond is vcu let's go i love that thanks so much coach. all right adam appreciate it you're listening to awad goes back to school on the fan don't go anywhere i'll be right back it's Cat Simons from Mix 98.1. Hey, Adam, what are you doing at VCU? You getting another degree? I bet it's in backpacking this time, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, you go for it. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, it's AWOD Goes Back to School, broadcasting live 
from the student commons. Stub, does Cat Simons not think I graduated here? Is that the bit that everyone at the office thinks that I faked my graduation? I faked my diploma? Yeah, I think everyone was ready to, to dog on you the second they heard what the bit was. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do the bit next year. No, I'm having a ton of fun. And we're joined by a special guest right now from the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hot seat. Uh, head coach, VCU Field Hockey, Coach Bean. Stacy Bean, what's going on, Coach? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm good to I'm good to be here back on campus. Uh, yeah, welcome back to school. You skipping class right now? Yeah, what? right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I actually had a ton of classes here at Harris Hall. This place is huge. Yeah, it's massive. Right? And mm -hmm. I always love to sit in the back. I'm yeah, not gonna of course lie. you do. Right? <laughs> you wouldn't find any of our kids in the back, bro, man. <laughs> They're in the T-zone. I love that. So spring spring practice right now? Yeah, spring training right now, as we call it. And got a couple of games coming up after after spring break. I think uh, staff and, and team alike are looking forward to spring break. Yeah. Uh, but then when we get back, it's great because we got a bunch of games lined up. Got Georgetown here at home. Then we're up at Maryland for a tournament, cool. uh, at American for, for one, and then uh, over at ODU. So got a good, good spring slot. So what will you guys work on in the spring? Is this more strength and conditioning or tactics? Uh, all of the above and, and the technical piece of the game, too. It's a, it's a pretty intense uh, technical sport, so you, know, you don't necessarily have a lot of time in, in the fall season when we're in the thick of it to address some technical deficiencies with some of the athletes, but you can do that in the spring, which is nice. Joined by Coach Bean here, VCU Field Hockey. Tell us a little bit about the recruits that you've got coming in. Yeah, we got uh, we got a good core of kids coming in. Uh, we got a young lady from Germany, one from Argentina, a couple from Virginia, a couple from Pennsylvania, one from Maryland. So we're getting after it. I actually get on a flight to Holland tomorrow to tr try to finish this class and Bring, uh, bring another duchy on board. I, I, you know, I'm glad you brought that yeah. up. I was going to ask you, you know, how much of the recruiting is international and how much uh, inside of America? Yeah, we're about 50-50 in teams of our, our roster, uh, a little more uh, domestic kids, but uh, we do have a fair share of, of internationals. You know, this past year, uh, Aussie, a uh, kid from Germany, kid from Holland, uh, one, two, three, four five Argentinians and a Chilean. Wow. And then uh, everybody else is, is American. So, Coach, what is your story? How did you end up here at VCU? Oh, they called me, and I, <laughs> I very uh, very happily answered said call. Uh, this is year 30 as a head coach for me, so I've, I've been around a minute, and uh, the college kids keep me young. I'm sure you feel <laughs> that, the energy when you step back on campus. You yeah. can't, can't help but love it. I mean, I wake up excited to come to work every day, which is great, but I started up in camp. It was my uh, my first head coaching job, and came down to the states. Was in New England for oh gosh about ten years, and then Pennsylvania for for eight nine years, and then VCU came a calling, and I said hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. We love that. We're joined by VCU field hockey coach Bean here, the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hot seat. So last season ended a ten semifinals, tied for second place in the conference regular yep. season. How do you build off of that success? Well, I mean, last season we had uh, a little bit smaller of a roster. We had 20 on the roster, 11 of which were new to the program. Uh, so nobody really expected us, except those of us within the program, nobody really expected us to, to do as well as we did. Um, so I think we just looked to build on that success by paying attention to, like I said earlier, the technical deficiencies in certain parts of the game and then just building on the tactical knowledge of the group and then trying to acclimate the new ones coming in Coach, 
Stacy Bean with us here. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on Richmond's home for the Flying Squirrels. And a lot of our conversation mm-hmm. about the squirrels is about the Diamond building the new stadium, yeah. the Diamond District. And we're also excited for the Athletic Village. Really Tell me what psyched. gets you fired up. Yeah, that. really psyched. I mean, I think anybody in our department who you ask about it uh, is going to say it is it is a game changer, literally, uh, for our program. Um pretty much any sport that you're talking to it's a game changer and you know kudos to to ed and then to dr ralph for supporting it and uh the donors we can't do what we do without them obviously and it just it, it literally is a game changer the day that was announced um my phone was blown up from colleagues across across the country uh pretty envious of our situation so we're gonna have to wait a couple years for that to you know to come to fruition and and get it built but man we're psyched yeah no it's gonna be so awesome and uh you know i've been having a a great time broadcasting here from the student commons part of the theme of this show seems like has been women's sports on the rise Uh, we had women's uh basketball coach on volleyball coach here field hockey have you felt it over the last few years women's sports on the map yeah for sure i mean i just came from the office and there's some of the uh, men's coaches in the hallway and they're like how do we how do we replicate what you guys are doing you're making us look bad <laughs> like well it's a you problem son but uh that's you know we we i can say we we recruit really really just good student athletes who are built for vcu and uh, to help us succeed on and off the field i mean our our team for example just this past week we got uh recognition nationally we're the number one academic team in the country uh three eight four gpa and um, so we got recognition from the, the National Association on that one that we're pretty proud of. So so we're winning on and off the field, and it all starts with recruiting. What does it take to develop your players to the next level? Uh, well, for me, I, I'm a, a certified coach internationally, so at the level three for our international federation and certified in other countries other than just the U.S. And, uh, you know, in 30 years, I've been able to develop a bit of a, a network if you will uh worldwide and really I, I take that professional development piece quite seriously so we're we're recruiting kids that are really good in their home country but then also some really good american kids you know our freshman goalie this year she uh she's in the mix for the u21 national team wow uh she's a virginia kid northern virginia kid um you know, we have some young ladies who are coming in that are in the mix for their relative, their respective national teams, junior national teams. Uh, one of our current players, Argentinians, uh, she was in the mix for the Argentinian junior national team, which Argentina's, you know, in the top three in the world. Um, so it's just a matter for me, you know, that professional piece, just really taking care of that. I coach with uh, the U18 national team and the U21 national team here in the U.S. as well as, you know, my full-time job here at VCU. So it's just really being able to navigate that piece and VCU is tremendous in, in allowing for that and it really helps you network and I tell any college kid, athlete or not, you got to network. Yeah. That's, that's the key to life. If you don't network, man, you're missing the boat. And you start that in college, and you're writing your own ticket wherever you want to go in life. And I was very fortunate and got great advice when I was in college back a long time ago now, 35 years plus uh, ago, that, hey, network, network, network. And I tell that to any kid who will listen, whether they're a student athlete or not. And the ones who do, they're going to have success. 
Coach, thanks so yep. much for stopping by. Spring practice right now. Looking you forward to the buddy. next season. Awesome. Thank you so much. Be good or don't get caught, my man. <laughs> You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, you can hear the VCU men's basketball game tonight right here on 910 The Fan. 545 is the pregame coverage. Before I hand it off to Robbie Robinson and Rodney Ashby. And Robbie is on the hotline right now. What's going on, Robbie? How's it going out there, Adam? Man, welcome to campus. Good to have you. Good to have you back on campus, Adam. I know, right? If if the if it didn't rain, I would have said this has been a ten out of ten. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. The cheer squad stopped by. They were giving out uh, t-shirts ahead of the game tonight. We've had a ton of great uh, conversations with coaches, and it's good to be back at school here, Robbie, and not have to take a test. <laughs> That's the best thing about being on campus, man. You have homework. You have to take a test. You have to wake up and go to a Spanish class at like 8.30 in the morning. Lots of positive stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so why don't you give us a little preview of what you're expecting in the game tonight. Rams on Rams, VCU against Rhode Island. Yeah, you know, Rhodey is 11-16 and 16 on the year. They've lost, I think, four in a row. Their last win came against George Washington. They're struggling, Adam. They really are. But, man, they're a dangerous team. They're one of the few teams in the league that actually has a winning record against VCU. They've won... Uh, 11 of the 21 games that we played. Archie Miller is a great coach. We know that. I mean, he was great when he was at Dayton, and then he had some success when he went to Indiana, and he's trying to build this program back. Uh, they've got a young team and new faces. Uh, the guy, David Fuchs, is a 6'8 center from Austria. He's an 8.7 rebound per game guy, and he had 23 against the Spiders, so in that loss to them a couple weeks ago. So he's tough. He's had an ankle injury, so I don't know if he'll start, but he'll play. And, he, you know, against Biggs, we've struggled. And they've got another guy, a transfer from Quinnipiac, who was uh, really good there, point guard Louis Cartwright, 10 points per game guy. They start three guys that average double figures, including Jaden House, who's a name that Richmond people should know. He is from RVA here, and he's averaging a team-high 15 points per game, and he needs, like, 99 points to score 500 in a season, which is a notable number that Rhode Island talked about. So they're they're good. You know, we're not playing uh, UConn tonight by any stretch, but this is going to be a tough team for VCU. And if you remember last year, Adam, they were they were worse last year. I struggled last year. They were nine and twenty-two in Archie's first year, and we had to get a Zeb Jackson jumper at the buzzer to beat them fifty-five, fifty-four. And so, you know, that's they always pose a problem for us, and I'm sure tonight will be no different. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely. Uh, I'm glad you brought up that game. I, I, that's a great memory right there. I remember I watched it uh, with our producer Rob Hoffman listening to your call, uh, Zeb Jackson, with the game winner. Uh, and it's going to be a good matchup tonight. And you're right. You know they have a really good coach in Archie Man, uh, Archie Miller. Eventually, he will turn the program around. But you know, uh, I do think tonight it's all about VCU playing their style of basketball and we really have to focus in on the defensive end of the court I think that's where it starts Adam you're right every game like if, if we start I think if we focus in defensively our offense will either A join us from the very beginning and we'll have all kinds of success like we did against St. Louis a couple weeks ago or B we'll be so suffocating and our offense will do enough to win like we did against uh, Saint, uh, against Dayton, you know, when we beat them 49-47. I, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. There's no doubt about that. If you ask my opinion on what I've seen with this team and I've watched every play, it's the defense on that side of the floor. And when we're locked in there, I think we're going to be awfully tough to beat. And then, you know, you you got to make some shots. And we went through a little, you know, a little bit of a slump for about 
three halves there. But I think, you know, I would tell our fans, like, our guys aren't robots. They're not on the assembly line putting together Honda Accords. Like, they're going to, they're ups <laughs> and downs with sports. You know, there just are. Like, you're going to have guys that don't have great games. And that happened with us, I think, at UMass. And then kind of that first half against St. Joe's. And I know our fans were just like, I can't believe it. What's going on? And the reality is, is we're in a little bit of a slump. It happens to everybody. Um, we busted out of that, though, in the second half, though, didn't we? 52 points in the second half. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if we can carry that over into this game today because if we can, Katie, bar the door, man. We're going to be tough um, down the stretch here. Early tip-off tonight. You don't want to miss it. Get to the Seagull Center early, 6.30 p.m. Pre-game coverage starts right here on 910 The Fan at 545. Robbie, thanks for the time, man. I'll see you tonight. Awad, stay dry out there, man. We look forward to hearing you from the Commonwealth Room at 545. Thanks, everybody. Yep, sounds good. You're listening to Awad goes back to school on the – on the fan. Coming up next, the band director for the Peppas on AWOD Radio. You don't want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. I'll be right back. Hey, Adam, this is your dad. Uh, you're still back at school. Do you have one more course to, to graduate? I thought you graduated. Are you really still there? I, what was it? Biology? Chemistry? I know you had trouble with this one last class. I, I, I thought you had that, that bachelor's. Well, have a good day, and I won't tell anybody. So uh, keep on going. Go Rams. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Special show today. AWOD goes back to school, broadcasting live from the student commons here at VCU. Stubbs, so you even reached out to my dad because people just don't believe that I actually got a degree here. <laughs> it what seems like just this? about everyone uh, doesn't believe you here. I'm, I think I've been convinced the other way myself. Well, hold on, Stubbs. Let me ask you a serious question here. You've worked on this show for close to a year now. We'll say it's a year. Uh, have I not taught you enough? Dot. Have I all right, all right. Have I not taught you enough to prove that I graduated from MassCom here at VCU? I think I know everything about radio. Well, I, I, I don't know how much MassCom. It's been a lot more sound design, so I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I just. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Oh, come on now. I'm, I'm going to have to post my resume on social media now because nobody believes that I actually graduated from VCU. All right, joining us right now in the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hot seat, you can hear him and his band at every VCU game. It is Ryan Capacci from the Peppas. What's going on, buddy? Hey, brother. Is it Adam or Rodney Dangerfield? Is this back to school? What's up, man? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the theme of the show today. Are you going to do a triple Lundy? Oh, what's that? A triple Lundy, like from the from the movie? You're going <laughs> right. to do a backflip? No, no, I can't do that. I'm, I'm drinking coffee. That's, oh, that's all I'm doing Good here. enough, man. I, I could drink coffee to the level of being an Olympic athlete. Could you? I think so. Because I, I could drink it hot. I could drink it cold. I could drink it medium. You know, I've never had a cup of coffee in my whole life. Really? And ever. you're the most energetic guy I know. Dude. It's crazy, but it's something about the smell of smell of it, and I'm a fireman, and they live on <laughs> coffee, so it's kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we had you last year on the show here for the Back to School show. You came back last year. I did. I came back last year, and you we did. won the damn thing. Let's do How it about again, brother. That? Let's do it again this yeah, season. Absolutely. Man, that would be awesome. You know, I I thought, like, I teared up when we won. I Not because too, we won. I mean, that's great, but I was like, how poetic, man. It was just poetic that I got to come back and, you know, Rhodes led the team to uh, to the A-10 tournament, and we got to cut down the nets in my first year back, and that was awesome. And then, daggone Rhodes, he left. <laughs> but, you know, 
good things come to those who wait. And, uh, you know, Coach Odom came along, and now we're in, we're in a great spot after what looked to be like a rocky start. But, man, I don't know anybody who's followed me. I've been, I've been preaching from day one. I think we'll be fine. And you know what? I still think we're going to be fine. You know, um, you see, like, we hit rough patches. But what's, what's interesting to me is do you only watch VCU basketball? Right. I mean, have you not watched Carolina? Have you not watched Wake? Have you not watched Virginia? Like, all these teams, there's so much parity through, throughout the country right now. Like, it, it's going to happen. Right. Like, you're, it's going to happen. So, like, get in your position, which we're, we're positioned well for the tournament, and then do your thing then. Yeah. And it's like, you know, do you want to be undefeated? Hell yeah. But is it going to happen? Probably not. Well, you learn from your losses, and that's what the Rams have done. And I want to give Ryan Odom and his staff a ton of credit for res- responding from losses, but also feels like every game this year they've made a ton of adjustments at halftime. I mean, last game, 16-2 to run to beat St. Joe's right out of the half. It was great, man, because, you know, the, the energy at the Seagull Center, you know, we get a lot of credit for it, but – you know, it's really the team. When the team starts to, to run and push, and that's something I talk with the band about a lot, you know, we don't want to be energy stealers. We want to be energy providers. But when they start making a run, they they it's like gasoline on a fire for us. So they intense the flames, and, uh, you know, we just keep moving with it. So. I brought a, a couple friends to a game this year that graduated from Virginia Tech. So they'd never seen the Peppas before, and they – were obsessed with you, with your <laughs> outfit changes, with the band, with the show that you put on. I mean, it really is awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, I think I need to turn heel. Like, I'm a big wrestling fan. I think I just need to become a bad guy. <laughs> um, and I was a bad guy for a long time, but for some <laughs> for some real reason, I'm sort of like, like Ric Flair or The Rock or something. At some point, people just start embracing you. I, d- I need to do something that really just upsets people and make people hate me again. I, I really flourish in that role. So when uh, fans come to the game tonight at the Seagull Center, what songs will they be hearing during commercial breaks and timeouts? Well, you know, we've been playing a lot of Roddy Rich and um, yeah. play uh, some Beyonce charts. You know, we, we haven't gotten a chance to put out her new country album yet, but uh, <laughs> maybe. We added Gasolina for the reggaeton fans out there, and, you know, sometimes you might even hear a little Devil Went Down to Georgia. I'm not really sure how that fits in, but you know, I've got a bass player that can also play violin or fiddle. Um, her name's Nicole Rodriguez, and she she lights that thing up. Could even hear a little Dave Matthews to the consternation to some people. But, uh, you know, that was my time, and I, I love a little DMB. No, I love that, and, and the Pep has always put on a show at the Seagull Center. You know, last year when we had you on the show, you kind of explained to me, I didn't realize, that it's like basketball, that you've got to build a roster and, and develop them over the course of four years. How have your band members developed from last year to this year? Oh, it's great. You know, last year was all about reselling my, my vision and my, my ideas about what we're going on, and now this year it's getting those people that come back to sell it for me, mm-hmm. right? So it's uh, synergistic. It's not linear. It's exponential. And um, they're doing great. Like, the kids are bought in, man. It, there's something about, and this is going to sound crazy, especially in 2024, so I hope I don't get canceled. But it's something about, like, young freshman females that come in super shy, 
But then by the second semester, they turn into ravaged animals <laughs> that love sports. Yeah. There's, but there's something about that that I love so much. And, and then, like, they start watching away games. They start tweeting about stuff. And I'm like, man – these kids are really basketball fans now, and it's amazing. Yeah, uh, no, that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm sure you have band members that come in here. They're obsessed with music, but not really sports. And now sometimes they're traveling with you. Like, I saw you had a good group at the Mason game. Yeah, like, we took, like, 20 people. And it was sort of, like, last minute, and we all just decided to ride up and, uh, you know, go see a band rival, if you will. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was fun. And it was just more fun that we got that win on the road. Absolutely. And so you'll be rocking in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a ton of fun. That's like Siegel Center North. Yeah. That's what we call that place, man. That You know, the staff up there is great. They uh, they really embraced us. I think it's because, you know, we play a lot of Jay-Z and Biggie, and, you know, their influence up there is really big. But we just try to rock the house, and, and they treat us really well. And that's a Class A staff up there at the Barclays Center. And, you know, I would love to play for some Brooklyn Nets games, but, you know, here we are. That's Ryan Capacci, band director for the Peppas. We've got about 30 seconds left. What's your prediction for tonight? Oh, it's a win. Um, it's either going to be 10 points or 20 points. Yeah. I'm not really sure. What's the line? I don't know. You know, yeah. I don't really care. Just win, baby, win. Go ahead. That's yeah. that's the old uh, Raiders analogy. Yeah. But I just don't want to be on another edition of SVP Bad Beats. Yeah, that's a good point. We've hit it twice, twice. this season. That's Ryan Capacci from the Peppas. I'm Adam Epstein. We appreciate everybody listening to this year's version of AWOD Goes Back to School Broadcasting Live from the Student Commons here at VCU. It's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.